Hello, guys. It's your girl, Andrea, and you're listening to PB in Style, the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. On today's show, I'm sharing with you some of my very own personal end-of-year reflections and planning. And I'm doing this because if you remember in our last episode, I talked a little about a little bit about what I do for my end of year practice with my business. And I wanted to share with you some of the things that I do um, personally as well because it helps me to sort of gear up for the coming year and it helps me to get that motivation back and get that excitement back for a fresh beginning. And so I thought you guys might be encouraged by it and be able to use it for yourselves, maybe some of them, if not all of them. Um, I have about five things that I want to share with you today. So I want to go ahead and get started. But before we do, listen to this. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Do you feel like you're spinning your wheels with social media? With all of the noise, you know you have to be different, but you don't know how. Andrea Patrick is a marketing expert who specializes in authentic marketing and personal brand development. With her coaching, Andrea's clients have seen results in less than 24 hours. In her mini video course, Highway 8, The Road to Your Inner Influencer, Andrea shows you how to become an influencer who gets noticed by the right people, increases audience engagement and sales with less time and effort, and gains countless referrals from customers who are loyal to you. Grab your copy of Highway 8 today at www.andreapatrick.com forward slash HWY the number eight videos. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with some of these things that I like to do. First, I want to do a little bit of reflection. I think it's important for us to do this. I talked about this in my year end for my business as well. And we really need to look at what has happened because if you don't know your past, you're destined to repeat it. I think I even mentioned that in my last episode. And so when it comes to me personally, Um, there are always ways that I feel like I can grow and do better and be better. And so throughout the year, I've been reading books, I've been jotting down notes, I've been, you know, putting things in my asana, because you all know that I love me some asana, right? So I've been doing these things. And I told you in my last episode that I like to stop work at a certain time. This year, we're going to stop all appointments and uh, podcast interviews and things of that nature on December 18th. And so I like to have that time. It's about two weeks or so that I cease um, creating and I just reflect and uh, strategize for the coming year. And the same holds true in that period for my personal life as well. But throughout the whole year, I've been looking at different things that I can do to make myself better. And some of them I've had to jot down in anticipation for this period in time when I can really sit down and chew on them and think about them and implement them. Um, so, um, but some of them I have started practicing and I just want to get better at them. And so hopefully what I'm going to share with you today will help you in your quest to be better and do better. Um, so let me know when you finish listening. Okay. All right. So 
here are some things that I added in 2019 that I have really enjoyed. I've found them to be extremely beneficial for my business. I've talked about them throughout the year. Um, so definitely I will uh, link some of those podcasts and videos below so that you can take a listen. But I started batching my content and I started calendar blocking this year. And hunty, let me tell you, both of these things have been so beneficial to my business because I know you can probably relate to this, right? Like you feel like your mind is just all over the place, can't figure out where to start. You're not really sure about what to do next in your business or free your conference, your content for crying out loud. You're not really sure what to do with your content. Um, and it can be a little overwhelming, right? Well, after doing some research and looking at other people's videos and things and talk and some of my people that I like to follow on social media, they were talking about this idea of calendar blocking. That's what it started off with, right? And I went to the went to the YouTube and I started checking it out. What is called what is uh, calendar blocking? And I have mentioned uh, Jordan Page before on the podcast, but her definition of calendar blocking and the way she did it really related to me on a uh, just a personal level as well. Because one of the things that she talked about with her calendar blocking is that it allowed her to know exactly when she was available for things like teacher conferences and doctor's appointments and after school things that the kids needed. And I like that idea because, yeah, we all want to schedule our day in terms of you know our business and that's important but it's also important because what i was finding is that even though i had scheduled monday wednesday friday for my business and tuesday thursday for my nonprofit i wasn't leaving any time for those interruptions in my day that could possibly happen like my daughter needs me to bring her something to school or my daughter who has special needs has an appointment and we need to get her art out of the way things of those na- things of that nature And because I wasn't leaving room for that in my calendar, even though I was like, I knew what days I was supposed to be working on what projects and those days themselves were organized, I was not leaving myself pockets of time that I specifically blocked off for things like this that my family might need. And so the way Jordan Page explained it, it just really resonated with me because what she was saying was, you know, she not only blocks off certain days for things, but she blocks off certain time periods. So she knows that her morning routine consists of ABC. And that time is usually from like seven in the morning until nine o'clock in the morning. And so she doesn't have to have anything scheduled in that time. She just knows that between seven and nine or seven, eight thirty, or whatever the case may be, that's her morning routine. And that's when she's getting her kids ready. She's making them breakfast. She's getting them to school. She's having her coffee time. She's, you know, contemplating her day, whatever the case may be, but from 7 to 8.30, 7 to 9, that's what that time block is for. She went on to talk about how she used uh, days and times, time blocking to know, for instance, if a child were ill and they needed to go to the doctor or if they had a wellness check coming up and they need, and she needed to schedule schedule it, um, or if a teacher called and said that she needed to have a conference or whatever that situation, she knew that Tuesdays between X time and Y time was when she had set aside to do those types of tasks. So whenever she was on the phone to make her wellness appointments with her doctors or whatever, it she could they would say, well, when are you available? And she would know emphatically that she had Tuesdays and Thursdays between this hour and this hour 
where she could fit that into her schedule. And it didn't disrupt all the other things that she had to do. So that is why I really, really enjoyed the way Jordan Page uh, categorized the calendar blocking. And I um, will try to remember to, to put her link below because I think it's just a really good one. Um, and so for me in 2019, calendar blocking became this amazing tool that I was able to use to become extremely productive in my business. I have to say, um, <clears throat> it was very helpful and I'll get to some of the benefits before in a, in a second. The other thing that I added in 2019 was batching my content. Now, before I started batching my content, I had this problem where I was trying to stay current with my podcast and my videos. And it was like I was doing each the week of. Like if I knew my podcast went out on Wednesday, I was trying to record the podcast and get it out between Monday and Tuesday. And that was just so stressful because then it was like, well, what am I going to do the podcast about? And, you know, do I have time to get someone to interview? And I mean, it was just very stressful and it was not very productive. But when I started batching my content, then I started thinking intentionally, more intentionally and proactively. And in my engagement and working online, online and doing social media um, and really connecting with people, I was able to be more proactive in my quest to find people to interview, subjects to talk about in a podcast, if I were doing a lone podcast, and I could schedule those things out. I am currently, because I started batching my content, I am currently an entire quarter ahead for 2020 with my podcast interviews and just episodes because I did my due diligence. I scheduled and I batched my content. And, and what that means is guys, let's say podcast batching. I might do three or four podcast interviews on one day, or I might sit and write three to four blog posts. Tell you about that in a minute. Um, in one day and that time period that I calendar blocked, I am using that time period to solely focus on that task. And because I'm doing that, I am able to stay ahead of the game. So batching my content was another great win for 2019. If you have not gotten on that bandwagon, do it. You will be so grateful you did. So when it comes to the benefits of batching my content, A, like I said, it helped to increase my productivity tremendously. I am, again, a quarter ahead. That means I have podcast content for the entire first quarter of 2020. Amazing. Okay, so excited about that. Um, also, I became more focused on the way I created my content, like the way I work to find interview people to interview, um, the way I kind of scheduled everything in terms of not just the podcast, but all of my content so that it was a, there was a cohesive um, subject matter for that particular week so that you can go to it and I could link you to various aspects of my other content for that week. And it all connected and made sense. And it all sort of built, built off of each other. And it was um, much more valuable that way because you could sort of learn about one specific thing by following the breadcrumbs that I was leaving in the content for that week. 
So um, batching the content was just, it was really instrumental in the growth that I saw this year in my business. And then the benefits of calendar blocking, oh my gosh. Obviously, I use my time more effectively and more efficiently, right? And I utilized my Asana, oh, like perfection, I have to say. Like I've, I'm teaching a class on this very soon, so stay tuned if you're interested in that. I will let you know when that's coming up. But um, just having a project management system and creating duplicable tasks within that system was gold. Okay. And it all happened because I learned how to calendar block my time, really concentrate my efforts on what needed to be done in that calendar block for whatever, whatever was going on at that time. And then, um, it also improved my work-life balance dramatically because I am now focused when I'm supposed to be focused. I get done the tasks that need to get done when they're supposed to be done so that I am able to focus on just family things and sitting with my husband. Like we have a, even my household has a calendar block. I have boo time. <laughs> I have boo time starting at 8.30. So no matter what I'm doing, I have to stop it at 8.30, turn the computer off, you know, put the phone down. And at 8.30, that's when my husband and I, if we don't do anything but just sit and mindlessly watch television together, that is our time together and we cherish it um, and just get excited about it every single day. Sometimes, guys, I wake up in the morning excited about boo time because I know my day is going to be really hectic. And so I get really excited just to know boo time is coming at 8.30. So, you know, take that for what you will. Do with it what you will. I was also able to test and decide um, on new ideas much more quickly. Um, when I was calendar, when I was cal- when I calendar block and batch my content, I can test things that I think might work. And if I'm not seeing the results that I want from it, you know, in a timely manner, then I'm able to just sort of move on past that. No, I tried it; it didn't work, or know that it goes on my list for my business reflection and review that we talked about last week in as in something that needs to be um, edited or updated or revised. All right. So those are some of the fun things that I really enjoyed um, in 2019 that I added. And um, I wanted to kind of share this one thing with you, too, because I was listening to a sermon recently and my idea for the actions that I really wanted to incorporate in 2020 were confirmed. And uh, I just kind of shared with you what I enjoyed about 2019. But I was listening to this sermon and the message basically said we should be better than we were last year and should be constantly growing because God has no limitations. And there's always room to improve ourselves. And that was a little bit of a paraphrasing, of course, because he said it much more eloquently than I did. But the point that I got from it, and that is what mattered, is that we should be growing every year. You know, we should not remain constant just because we do something well does not mean we can't grow and learn something else or or really build another skill we might have. And we can always be better people. We can always be more patient, be more understanding. We can always be more sympathetic. We can always, you know, there's just always something that we can work on to change. So between that and the research that I've been doing, I kind of wanted to share a few ideas to um, adopt in 2019 that I'm going to use to continue my growth. But there may be some things that you can do as well in what I'm about to mention to you that will help you um, with your growth. 
in the coming year. And you can use this. I mean, obviously this podcast is between 19, uh, 2019 and 2020, but if you're, whenever you're listening to this, it still applies. These are some things that you can do to grow in your business. These are some ideas that I'm going to use that I've learned and researched um, this year that I'm definitely going to be incorporating into my new year resolutions and habits that I'm going to try and form. Um, and I'll tell you about how I'm going to bring you along for the journey um, a little bit after. But the first thing is I'm planning to up level by establishing a morning routine. And yes, that's what I'm calling it. We are up leveling. Okay. We are not staying where we are from 2019 to 2020 or from X year to Y year. We are going to grow. We're going to up level. And the first thing that I think is a good idea is establishing a morning routine. Now, honey, let me tell you, I have got the best bed and I have discovered these fleece sheets. It's cold outside sometimes here now. Um, and I have discovered these flea sheets. And when I tell you these sheets hold me, it's like they wrap their arms around me and they won't let me out of bed in the morning. And I have so many things to do. And I've found that I'm allowing the bed to hold me a little bit too long. And I am working longer hours than I should because I'm not starting on time. I know you can relate to this. Everybody's not as disciplined as some. So I know you're getting what I'm putting down. <laughs> but anyway, I want to accomplish more um, during the work week, but I want to work less, if that makes any sense. And I believe this is possible with a little structure around the beginning of my day. So here are some things that I want to do. I want to work out, right? They have been eluding me lately. <laughs> um, But I really need to get them done before I get my day started. And that has been the thing. Like, I will let the bed hold me. And then I have this thing where I have to enjoy my coffee in the morning. I've got to be able to sit just still and quietly and enjoy my coffee. And I've been kind of doing that a little bit longer than I should. And so that gets my day started a little bit later. And then I feel like I'm rushed to really start working. And so then I don't do my workout. So I've got to make that change. I have to make that change. Okay, that is imperative. So um, I have realized also that uh, my husband and I were having this conversation about my challenge with getting out of bed because he just wakes up. I mean, he just, as soon as his eyes open, he like jumps up out of bed. And I'm like, wait a minute, come just slow down, slow down. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready yet. You're, you're doing too much. And so, <laughs> but we were having this conversation and here's what I realized. It is very important to have, have a purposeful morning. Okay. Now what this means is that you need a plan for what happens as soon as you open your eyes. So you can't just like, oh, well, today this is what I have to do. Like I have this on my to-do list. No, if you're going to get up early, if you're like me, you have to have a purpose to this up getting up early. And for me, it cannot be workout. Like my purpose for waking up early cannot be because I need to get a workout in, even though that's part of why I need to get up early. 
because I do need to get my workout out before I get started with my day. But that can't be the purpose of why I'm waking up because I will talk myself out of that very easily and very quickly. So I realized that having a purposeful morning is the key to getting up early when you want to get up early. So let me just explain. So every Tuesday morning, I'm sure you've seen my posts on social media. I do Tuesday morning live with the chamber here in my area. Give a shout out to Alan Fairby Chamber. Woo woo. Anyway, so I get up every Tuesday morning. Well, I shouldn't say that. I try to get up most Tuesday mornings um, for Tuesday morning live because I am an ambassador for the the chamber and I represent this area. And so I take that very seriously. And so I am able to get up at six o'clock in the morning on Tuesday mornings to get ready and be at the chamber meeting by 7.30, 7.45 at the absolute latest. And I know how much time I need to get ready. So I get up in a timely manner so that I can get ready without being rushed and know that I look my best when I get to my meeting. So that is that I'm getting up with a purpose. I'm getting up to go to the chamber meeting. Every other day of the week, though, unless I have a 7.30 meeting that I have to attend, it's easy for me not to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning because there's no purpose. So in this attempt to up-level in 2020, I am going to establish a morning routine that is purposeful. And I'm the purpose I'm putting behind it is an effort to um, put or prioritize my physical, my spiritual, and my emotional health. Okay? I need to make sure that those three things are taken care of before I start my day. Now, obviously, I just said that the physical part, <laughs> that exercise piece of it, that is not going to be what gets me up. So it's the spiritual and the emotional component that will get me up. And if you listen to my podcast at any time, you know that I am a Christian and I really enjoy um, like being in the word of God and being able to talk intelligently about what God says on various subjects. And so my purpose in the morning, getting up at six o'clock is to, I'm going to devote some time to having that time with God and that quiet time to focus on what he has for me in the day and how I can maximize that and capitalize on that and how I can navigate my day in a positive way or as positive as possible and be the type of influence that I want to be and do it with grace and dignity and style and then actually work on my emotional health with some affirmations and because we have those negative tapes I've talked about those and I've said it before we have to unpack our bags and we have to look at each thing and give it back to the people that gave us those negative thoughts, but we still have those anxieties and those fears because we're human. And so in the spirit, in the emotional aspect, I really want to take a little time to um, just quiet my mind and have positive thoughts go through my mind. Even if some negative ones creep up, I want to affirm the positive in that period in time. And then obviously the last thing that I'm going to do, because it's not my favorite, is to work out at least 20 minutes a day, first thing in the morning. And then if I get some real juice going, um, it'll, you know, go even more. I'll do more than 20 minutes. I'll go to 40 minutes. I'll do an hour. We'll start with 20. <laughs> Since it'll be early in the morning, that's kind of what we'll do. We'll start with 20. <laughs> in order to stay consistent with this morning routine, however, 
I have to have an equally equally consistent evening routine. Okay. Um, Amy Landino is someone that I love to listen to. I watch her videos. Um, she's uh, you can go check her out on YouTube. She's awesome. And um, what I like about her is she talks about these morning routines and these evening routines. She gets up at 4.30 now. Now, I'm not trying to do that yet. But when you read these books about what the successful people do and how they are successful and their habits and all those different things, a lot of them get up early. Um, and I've made the mistake of thinking that I needed to do what, you know, kind of mimic that as well. But again, I'm talking about authentic business, authentic brand development. And when we talk about that, we have to be authentic and true to who we are, which is why that first level, that brand heritage level is so important, really understanding your value and living in your value, because that is where you recognize things like, I'm not the per- the person that's going to get up at 4.30. I am very serious about what I'm trying to do and build, but 4.30 is just not the start of my day. However, I have recognized in me that there are certain things and components of my day that are now requiring me to make an adjustment to the way I start my day. And in order to start my day in a productive way, in a, in, in a positive way, it's important for me to begin that process at night. And so my evening routine has to be equally consistent to allow for the morning routine to be consistent. You can't go to bed. If you know you need seven hours of sleep, you can't go to bed at one o'clock in the morning and expect to get up and thrive at six because you're missing two hours. So the goal is to be in the bed by 11 and sleep by 11 so that you can get your full seven hours of sleep. But guess what, guys? Guess what? You can't do that if you are not relaxed and ready to sleep at 11 o'clock. So in order to go to sleep, I need to do that. I need to um, ease into this relaxed state. And so how I'm going to do is I'm going to work backwards and know that in order for me to be sleep by 11, I need to start winding myself down at 10 and doing things that are going to be relaxing and soothing, being purposeful. Remember, that is the key, being purposeful. So not only am I going to have a purposeful morning routine, but I'm going to have a purposeful evening routine as well. All right. Now, now that my morning and my evenings have been purposely constructed and productivity will be improved through my week, I can begin to think about my weekends. Okay. So here is the fourth thing that I am going to suggest that you try as well. These are some of the things that I'm going to be doing. So you might consider them yourself. So I know that I'll have a few little things because I have a client that requires a little work on on Sundays. Um, But so I know that I have that little bit of work to do on the weekend. But my plan is to pare down everything else that I've been doing drastically. And I've been doing a lot of work for myself, like things that I think I need to get done for my business um, on the weekends because I'm working with my clients a lot during the week. But I have um, created some products and services that are going to help me minimize that in the coming year. And so I can drastically reduce the amount of hours that I am committing to my business on the weekends. And I want to do things like increase my family time and improve some of my own personal systems around the house on my weekends. Now, instead of having to worry about 
getting some things done and some work done for the coming week. I want to stop my work and work efficiently Monday through Friday so that on Saturdays I can have it as family time um, to sort of achieve some achieve some of the personal goals that I have. I want to develop things like, you know, a good cleaning routine that um, helps me keep my house in order so that during the week, you know, organization type things, you know, so when I get things organized that, you know, things look really nice. And when I open a cabinet, it's easy to put things back. Everyone knows where things go. So I just kind of want to stay on top of those types of things. I want some me time. I want to be able to go on, you know, to get a massage and get facials. And I want to spend time with my friends and I want to go on date nights with my honey and things like that. And then also I want to do things like uh, my food prep. Another journey that I started in 2019 was the keto journey that I have suspended until January because I'm going to be doing a lot more research and understanding that a little bit more. But I am planning in 2020 to do this food prep and, you know, get my life in order. And not just mine, but there, my daughter has special needs. I want to um, uh, modify her diet as well. Um, my husband has uh, some health challenges that aren't really pressing, but he just wants to, he has some goals that he wants to achieve as well. My daughter does. So there are a lot of things that are gut related that I want to address in our household. And so giving myself that extra time on the weekends with my previous ideas for change are going to allow me and afford me the opportunity to make some of these personal changes for my family, for the betterment of my family. And I'm really excited about that. So I want to get really, really serious about that and the overall be the brand journey that I talk about so much in my business. Now, this means I want to hear from you because the big thing that I'm going to do differently next year that relates to both my business and my personal life is I'm bringing back my blog and I want it to be a lifestyle blog, one that you know, kind of chronicles the behind the scenes of being a business, the whole be the brand idea that I talk about all throughout my content. So I'm going to be talking about some of these things that I mentioned that I want to do more personally in my life. Some of these Saturday activities, some of the food prep, the keto journey, my daughter who has special needs and sort of how we are navigating some of the things that she's working with and how I balance all of that with my business, because I think it's important for us to see that, you know, life still happens. We're building a business, but life still happens and we have to enjoy the journey. We have to enjoy the ride or else everything we're doing, we're working so hard and we're killing ourselves to be successful. We may alienate people in our family. We might miss out on things that are important and we wish we didn't miss. And so it's important to me to share with you that the idea, be the brand, is about really being authentic to who you are in your lifestyle, being, um, authentic to the way you communicate with your audience, having those organic conversations as they relate to the things that are trending in your life, not just what's trending in the world, because everybody's talking about that. But how does what's trending in the world affect you? How does it relate to your life? Because nine times out of 10, if your audience is connecting with you on the certain level, then they're going to understand and it's going to affect them in the same way. All right, guys, I am going to leave it here because I am excited to hear some things from you because in order to provide you with all of this stuff, I want to know what it is you want to hear. I want to hear from you. So I have a couple of questions that I want to leave with you. So if you would, 
go ahead and leave a comment below and um, answer a couple answer these questions for me that I have for you. The first one is, what are your struggles with your work-life balance? Where do you find things sort of bottlenecking in your business? I kind of want to know that. And then I also want to know, what will you do to be you better in 2020 or in the year to come? You can tell me if this is a new year for you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to PB and Style. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe and you can find us over on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a review. That's another thing that we're going to be building up in 2020 is I want you to leave reviews for this podcast because that's how I know that you are picking up what I am putting down and how to navigate these content waters to make sure I'm giving you exactly what it is you're looking for. I hope you have a great rest of your year. We are rounding out 2019 and headed towards 2020. And you've got an opportunity to do something different, to get a different result and to affect positive change in your life. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.